Welcome, everybody. This is the Amateur Fanboy Podcast. Um, today, we have an amazing guest, uh, Anthony Irwin from Lockdown Lakers. Anthony, how are you doing? I think you're uh, selling your your audience a little high on me. I'm not. I'm not amazing. <laughs> I don't know. I don't Unless you're know. going for alliteration, I guess I, I get it. If you're going for honestly, alliteration, honestly, I have no idea who's even going to listen. It's probably a couple of my friends. But you know what? Hey, you know, we, we just try. We try to do the best we can around here. Hey, that's 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 fine with me. I appreciate uh, I appreciate the kind of words. How are you guys holding up? You know, we're holding up, man. We're just uh, just living life day by day, enjoying sports. You know what sports we got right now? I mean, football's back, so that's good. NBA's back. You know, Lakers are in the playoff swing, so that's nice. And then the Dodgers just clinched the NL West last night, so you know it's a uh, it's it's good. It, things are good right now. Things are good. Yeah, it's it's wild. There's so many sports going on right now that uh, I I told myself, hey, this is this might be one of those special years for the Dodgers that, frankly, I have not enjoyed to this point to my 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 aware lifetime. I I think they last won in '88. I was born in '86. At the age of two, I wasn't really right. uh, paying too much attention to the Dodgers at that time. So I, I told myself, yeah, let's bit, let's try to really focus on the Dodgers as much as we possibly can. And then they, they clinched the division last night, and I had no idea. <laughs> nah, no, no. I mean, we were too worried about the uh, Lakers trying to win game three, which, as we all know, uh, didn't exactly go as planned. So that's where I want to start off. Um mm-hmm. We, I mean, in the back of my head, um, you know, I went to work last night, didn't have a chance to really watch the game, kind of watch some highlights. But um, in the back of my head, I don't know what you were thinking, but I was like, you know what? I want them to win game three. I don't expect them to win game three, but I feel like the Nuggets are going to come out with just a little bit more. But then it turns out the Lakers just didn't even come out with – they just didn't seem like they cared last night. They just didn't seem like they – they didn't seem like they wanted it. And that, I think, is – you can attest to is more disappointing than anything else. So what do you think, what do you think about what they got to make as far as adjustments for game three or sorry, game four? Well, I I think first and foremost, they have to, they have to really respect the nuggets. It was pretty clear. Like you said, I don't know. I don't know if I would go so far as to say they didn't want it because like this idea that like maybe the nuggets wanted it more. I think I'm, I'm fine with that, but but the 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 we have seen all year what it looks like when teams take the nuggets lightly you know they they are a significantly better team than maybe any team in the nba uh with their backs up against the wall cuz no other team in the nba has had their backs up against the wall in the way that the denver nuggets have uh, and and we know what that has looked like against the Utah Jazz. We know what that looked like against the Clippers, uh, and and now we know what it looks like against the Lakers. And the Lakers are really one transition, uh, and 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 frankly, apathy driven on the on the on the part of the Nuggets. They're one kind of run away from from getting their just completely blown out in that game they were down by 18 points and then they were down by 20 points it was two separate large double digit leads that the lakers uh had to try to come back from and and when you dig yourself that kind of a hole against a team that is good enough to play in the western conference finals you are you're you're not going to win those games yeah i'm I'm glad you touched on that because that was my next point like they were down 20 i mean the start of the fourth quarter jamal murray um goes and dunks and then you know 
they get a little swag. And then Lakers, I think if I'm not mistaken, the Lakers took a timeout after that early timeout. Maybe they didn't, I'm not sure. But after that, it seemed like the Lakers, you know, wanted to turn it on and it was obviously too little too late, but it feels like that the Lakers need to have that, that defensive intensity for maybe not 48 hours or 48 hours, 48 minutes in the game, but at least, you know, two and a half, three quarters of game four, if they want to, you know, really give the Nuggets, you know, a feel like, you know, we're the, we're the Lakers, we're the better team in this series. We, we know what it takes to win this series, but um, let's talk about KCP. Um, I mean, other than obviously the three he missed that would have been huge. And I know I was on Twitter a few minutes before we got on here and Lakers Twitter is still, you know, what could have been if KCP hits that three, you know, how different that the end of that game might've been, albeit, you know, a little, I mean, they should have been going at it earlier, but that's another issue. Um, How has KCP been able to maybe not change what he's been doing, but he's just been, he's just been really, really, really good for the Lakers in these playoffs so far. Yeah. I think where it kind of starts with KCP is he seems to be the player most teams are okay with giving open looks to. Uh, now that might change. You know, I, I think we might actually start to see that change if Danny Green's shot doesn't come around. Because heading into all of these series, the players that teams don't want to see get going are LeBron James, Anthony Davis, and then probably Danny Green in that order. Right. Uh, and, and so what that means is eventually you have to give something up, Right. And in, in lineups that the Lakers have used a lot, that has tended to be KCP to, to one extent or another. Uh, teams are fine with giving Alex Caruso looks. Teams are fine with uh, giving, you know, Rajon Rondo. Kyle Kuzma is so deep in his own head that teams are just laughing anytime he catches the ball. Yeah. And, and so what that means is that KCP is the best player that is getting consistent looks. And, and he is taking advantage of those looks. And, and, and honestly, without KCP, the Lakers probably wouldn't be in this spot right now. I, I think he's been pretty clearly their, bat, their third best player uh, since these bubble playoffs uh, have, have started, especially when you factor in what he's being asked to do on defense too. Yeah, no, he's, uh, him and Caruso have been uh, lights out on defense in that backcourt so far. And that's uh, the next person I want to talk about is Caruso. Uh, he was 0-4 from three last night. His he's we we all know Caruso's really good on defense, and his his offensive game minus his layouts, which he missed a couple of layups too last night. It just seemed like Caruso just seemed like he was all sorts of you know, that was not the Caruso we're used to seeing. But um, how how do you feel that Caruso can go about making maybe some minor adjustments or maybe some minor tweaks to what he's doing on offense so that he is able to hit those shots more consistently and give the Lakers, you know, that needed boost that they're needing on offense, like you said, without Kuzma doing a whole lot of much in the last couple games and then uh, Danny Green as well. Yeah, I think what it what it kind of starts with, with Caruso. So the only – we always talk about with shooters – uh, it's you, you have to see the, the, the ball go through the net. And when the only two types of shots that you're making over the course of a game are layups and three-pointers, it makes it really difficult to put like an actual stroke on the ball and see the ball go through the net, you know, if you're struggling from three-point range. 
and uh, you know you you, you, you Caruso doesn't really hit from the mid range. Uh, he doesn't really have much of a floater game. So basically, if he isn't hitting his three pointers, then how else is he going to see the ball go through the net with like an actual attempt at a, at a, at a jumper? Right. Uh, he can get to the free throw line, and you can get into to something of a rhythm there. But you know, this is this is kind of what you run into when you're only a, a, a two level scorer. Is is that you know we're always seeing on Twitter so and so is a three level scorer, and so and so need you know can can hit from all three levels. And what that means is that you're you're able to score at the rim, you're able to score in mid range, and then you're also obviously able to to score from three point range. Well, if you're missing that second level, it makes you easy to guard first and foremost, but it also takes away from your ability to really gain a rhythm over the course of a game. So if Caruso's only like four or five shots are all coming from three point range or all coming at the rim, then, you know, there, there isn't really much you can do there. So uh, in terms of realistically, what adjustments he can make trying to get to the free throw line is, is one thing. Cause you don't want him to try to add a mid range jumper to his game over the course of a, of a playoff series. That's something he's going to have to work on in this, uh, in this next off season. But you know, try to get to the rim and then try to draw some contact so that you can get to the free throw line and, and, and just see the ball go through the net with something close to uh, an actual jump shot or not a jump shot, but, but any kind of a set shot. Yeah, I, I would like to see in game four Crusoe be a little more aggressive taking the ball to, to the rim and see if he can get a couple layups and see maybe LeBron finds them and he can hit a few you know layups and then Hopefully, maybe that'll get him going, and maybe he can start, you know, get a little more comfortable from three. But like you said, it's it's tough until you really see a jumper go through the net. Um, sorry about that. Hey, my my daughter's screaming in the background too. <laughs> He's going to take care of it right now. But um, I lost my train of thought. Now, give me one second. Sorry about that. Um, so let's go to Danny Green. Um, man, we paid him a lot of money, and I know he's been really really good at times but he is also just like last night like sometimes you just can't throw a ball in the ocean and it's really frustrating at times because like you said right now KCP's probably been their third best player and that's what they wanted Danny Green to be and or even Kyle Kuzma and neither of them have been that but um are you how worried are you about what Danny Green's doing are you concerned at all do you think he can maybe you know find his stroke in game four or do you think the Lakers are going to have to be able to just, you know, LeBron's going to have to do a little bit more than he did yesterday or AD even, or do you think there's, do you think there's, there's life for Danny Green? I mean, it's a lot of the same problems that we just talked about with Caruso, right? right. Like this is, this is the issue when uh, this is why the, or the, not the Nuggets, the Rockets missed 27 three point shots in a row, because when you're, when you're shooting those three pointers, that's a long shot. Like anybody who has ever attempted a, you know, say a high school three-pointer or a college three-pointer, you say like, well, you know, I can, I can hit, you know, relatively consistently from those spots. And then you take a step out to the pro three-pointer and that is a deep shot for anybody. And, and, and Danny Green is being asked to hit these uh, three-point jumpers, you know, with, without his feet properly set uh, with usually um, always with, uh, defenders sprinting at him and trying to close out as fast as they can. And, and he's another guy who 
he either gets to the rim uh, or he shoots some kind of a floater. He, he's kind of gone completely away from, from the mid-range jumper. So all of his baskets are coming from uh, three-point range. And if you don't have a rhythm in those, in those spots, or if you don't have confidence, which I, honestly it kind of looks like with Danny Green, he's allowing himself to be run off the three-point line uh, a lot more frequently than, than he normally would. And I think that's just because he's catching the ball. And we saw it with Kuzma on, on the, the uh, everybody kind of said, well, KCP's missed three-pointer couldn't have been the dagger uh, because Kuzma had a wide open three-pointer to tie it to right after that. And it's like Kuzma, was, <laughs> Kuzma wasn't going to make that shot. He hesitated right before, and yeah, then he, he shot pump, it short. He was, was pump thinking air, man. Like, what right, the hell? Yeah. <laughs> right, and, and I think we're seeing some of that same stuff obviously to a less obvious degree because green is is a more confident player than than kuzma but we're seeing some of that stuff with green where he's allowing himself to be run off the three-point line and and to make matters worse when he's allowing himself to be run off the three-point line he isn't shooting the mid-range jumper he's making these kind of meandering dribble drives to the basket that you know usually wind up with some weird floater shot that he isn't totally comfortable taking either or some attempted a skip pass along the baseline to to the the shooter in the opposite corner but because the defense knows that's what he's trying to do they're able to close out on that shooter too so like what what it's going to take with green is in and with caruso and with even with rondo now that playoff rondo seems to have gone away and and every shooter basically other than uh, kcp they're all going to have to see the ball go through the basket in some way, shape, or form. Without that, they, I just don't think they have the confidence to really pull consistently. Yeah, um, that's actually, that's actually, yeah, that's that's about it in a nutshell. It just, it it doesn't seem like he has much confidence right now. And that, I mean, it's concerning, but, you know, you, Danny Green, just like, you know, he's a constant professional. Any day he could just go there and just shoot the lights out. You know, obviously we're going to hope for better in game four, but, you know, it's real. It's 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 it'd be it would behoove us to be a little, you know, to to not expect it. But you know, hey, who knows what could happen in Game Four? Um, mm-hmm. the, uh, so LeBron, playoff LeBron has has showed himself times and and here and there in the playoffs so far. But it seems like the last couple of games, especially uh, especially yesterday, he's he is turning the ball over a lot. He just he just looks lost. Like, I mean, he, he was really frustrated with himself. Hit it, hit the head on um, his head on the um, the back where the I, don't know, I can't even the think stanchion? of the word for it. The stanchion. There you go. Mm-hmm. A couple of times it looked like he was really frustrated. Um, do you think he? I mean, do you think we can still get a playoff LeBron? Like, I mean, obviously we've had a lot of good playoff, you know, LeBron games, but like that Cavs in 2017 where he just seemed to just take control and just take over and just dominate games. Do you think there's, do you think LeBron has that in him possibly in game four or even going forward into the finals? If they, you know, get there, we don't want to talk about that yet, but you know, um, through the rest of the series and then going forward. The way I kind of put it in the shows last night was, I think we can get it. I think the Lakers can get that that kind of a performance from LeBron, but the circumstances surrounding it have to be 
the margin for error, the margin of error for, for those performances to be possible is significantly smaller than it was earlier in, in LeBron's career, where it didn't matter if J.R. Smith or Matthew Dellavedova or Kevin Love or whoever wasn't hitting shots. LeBron was capable of those just, you know, freak of nature type, you know, performances that, that just blow the opposing team away, regardless of what's going on around him. And I think at this stage of his career, in year 17, at 35 years old, it takes KCP hitting, it takes Danny Green hitting, it takes the defense caring about those guys actually getting uh, jumpers off the, the, you know, from, from wherever they are on the court, so that LeBron has more open uh, areas to drive into. And so for, for if, if LeBron is going to have one of those games, I, I, I have to think he's capable of one until we see that he's trying to have one and, and not able to. Like even in the fourth quarter, we saw, you know, what force of nature LeBron kind of looks like. He had that one play where he dribbled right around Nikola Jokic. He was getting in transition and he was finishing at the rim. He was, he was able to do these things that wind up making his, his uh, stat line look a lot better than it would have otherwise. But can he do that often enough to, uh, to, to, to really put pressure on the Nuggets over the course of a 48-minute game? I'm, I have to think he's capable of it, but I also kind of sort of <laughs> really want to see it to make sure that that's actually something he can actually do. Cause you know, it, he's another guy, <laughs> this is the, you're going to start to notice a, a trend here. I would hope that the Lakers just flat out are all lacking confidence in shooting from three point range. Yeah. There were several occasions in last night's game where they would go under screens and the play for LeBron, the smart play for LeBron was just to pull up and shoot one of those three pointers. And either he was, or he, he kept missing shots uh, short and to his left, which tells me he's aiming the ball. Like when you're missing, when, when you're uh, missing shots short, obviously you aren't putting a confident stroke on it. And then when you're missing left or right, that tells me that you're trying to aim the ball with your offhand. That, that isn't, you know, if, if LeBron is, is missing shots in that way, that tells me he isn't very comfortable shooting from three-point range. And, and of all of the shooters that we're talking about, whether it's Danny Green, whether it's KCP, Alex Caruso, go on down the line, uh, Kyle Kuzma, same thing. The, the player actually I'm the most concerned about his shot coming around is actually LeBron because when he has the ball and, and if he has the ball and, and the Nuggets can just play off of him and not respect his ability to shoot the jumper, that allows the that makes a defender an exponentially better. He puts him in much better position to be able to move laterally quick enough to to beat LeBron to spots. That's what we saw from Jeremy Grant. And if he if that shot doesn't come around, that more than anything else in this series has me the most nervous about how things might go for the Lakers. Yeah, yeah. If LeBron's uh, if LeBron's not being LeBron and and not trusting his shot, that's um. I mean, first off, being the leader of the team. I mean, AD's, you know, he's he's the second best best player. I mean, maybe the first best player at times, but LeBron is the guy is is the straw that stirs the drink. So you know, if if he looks unconfident or he looks, you know, you know, lost, you know, the rest of the guys like and we've seen, you know, are gonna probably be about the same. So 
obviously hopefully we can get better from LeBron in game four. I mean, I mean, I'm, I'm, I told anyone that'll listen that I think LeBron's absolutely going off in game four, but I did say that about, you know, game three and it didn't happen. So I guess we'll have to wait and see, but um, the last Laker I want to touch on and I'm still befuddled at how he only finished with two rebounds yesterday Mm -hmm. is Anthony Davis. Um, He's from what I saw in, um, in the highlights that I watched, it just seemed like he was just not aggressive getting up for those rebounds. It seemed like he was just getting bullied in there. Um, it didn't seem like till the fourth quarter near the end that he was actually taking a little assertion in, um, in the paint. But obviously I don't expect, and I know you don't either, um, expect Anthony Davis to finish with under two rebounds a game ever again, but at least we hope not. But what, I mean, I don't want to beat a dead horse, but what has Anthony Davis got to do to be better in game four? I thought I, I, Harrison put it pretty well where he said that he, he did uh, felt like Anthony Davis kind of outsmarted himself. And he was doing – like Davis was doing a lot of the things in yesterday's game that uh, lesser players do to try to even out the scales against a better player where he was, you know, trying to go for calls and he was uh, trying to draw contact that wasn't necessarily there on offense. One thing that I really noticed that was driving me effing insane was how he was doing that thing where uh, a ball would go up and he would have an opportunity to get an offensive rebound. And instead of going up and, and actually trying to get said rebound, he was tucking his arm underneath the defender and then begging the the referee for a call you know and 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 maybe that was his way of like because it it, you know to 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 be fair to anthony davis if paul Millsap and and nikola Jokic and jeremy grant all get foul trouble the nuggets have no chance but i think over the course of a game if you notice hey you aren't getting that call well it's time to adjust man you kind of have to to quote byron scott man up you got it you got to stack up here. It's time for you to go out there and get a couple rebounds and not rely on the referees. So uh, I think for, for what, uh, for where, where Davis needs to start here is just be the better player. And and I know I sound like Shaquille O'Neal where he sits on TNT and he's like, yeah, just go out and score more as if that's just the thing that nobody else has tried to this point. But for Davis, he is the most talented player in the series. He's more talented than, than LeBron James is at this stage of his career. He's agree. more physically gifted than Nikola Jokic. He's, he's, he has the impact or he has the ability, as we saw in game two, to be the best player in this series. But when, when he just kind of tricks himself into trying to rely on James Harden tactics, he's, he's a significantly less, uh, lesser player. And what he needs to get back to doing is just just being better than everybody. Okay. I, I, I think I lied. I said that was the last player I want to touch on, but I just remember <laughs> there's one player I want to touch on after that. And uh, I probably should have before AD cause that was a big one, but Dwight just seen like, like when he comes in there, the energy just changes, but it seemed like there was times last night where he just got, I won't say reverted back to the Dwight, the pre um, I guess you could say the 2012, 2013 first came to the Lakers, Dwight, where he just, when he gets his own, gets in his own head, he just starts, you know, getting frustrated and takes himself out of the game, getting technical fouls. But all that aside, do you think 
Vogel needs to look at possibly starting Dwight in game four? Or do you think that he should stick? Or, I mean, I think you guys brought it up um, in, on one of your, I'm not sure if it was um, with Pete or with um, Harrison. I think you brought up one, um, one of you guys, and hell, it might have even been Pete and Darius on theirs. But one of, I know one of you guys for sure, because I listened to all three last night, brought up possibly maybe starting Markeith as well. Um, what do you think Vogel should do there? Yeah, that was Pete. Uh, and, and I could, I could kind of see that, uh, you know, generally speaking, Pete doesn't usually come too far out of left field with his ideas. So I could kind of see the, the, the starting Markeith thing. It might help open the game up for him. He only shot one three pointer in yesterday's game. And seeing as he's been the Lakers best three point shooter, uh, that obviously can't fly. Yeah. And, and, you know, look that, that lineup of KCP, Danny Green, Anthony Davis, uh, well, I guess uh, LeBron James, Markeith Morris, and Anthony Davis, like that, that seems to be one of the Lakers, best, especially since Kuz is, is apparently already thinking about Cancun. Yeah. Um, but if, if, uh, if that seems to be your, your best kind of on paper lineup, that probably should be the team that you start with. And, and that usually means that that's the team or that's the, the, group that is going to play the most together over the course of a game. So just in the sense of, Hey, get your best players on the court for as long as you possibly can, that lineup makes the most sense to me. I, I also, however, like the idea of starting Dwight uh, from, for, for a very simple reason. I think he pisses off Jokic. Like yes. I think he gets under his skin. Yes. And if you, if you can get Jokic uncomfortable right from the get go of a game, and, and get him complaining about calls, complaining about physicality. I think that's a different look that the Lakers could throw at him that might throw off his footing uh, in, in, in that game. One thing that you're kind of seeing with JaVale is, yes, that, that first unit statistically hasn't been that bad. But what that first unit has allowed Nikola Jokic to do is get comfortable. Yep. You know, he feels like he can do whatever he kind of wants out there and and the the game kind of comes to him from 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 that point forward but if you throw dwight out there and even if dwight gets into early foul trouble cool then bring markeith morris out there and you probably have your better lineup out there anyway right so uh i would i would have dwight start and really start to pester Jokic right from the beginning of the game and then bring markeith in there to kind of like the, the analogy i use i'm sorry i'm rambling at this point but the analogy I always use with Dwight is he is your body shots. Like if you think of the game as, as, as a boxing match, Dwight's just out there throwing body shots. And so if you can have Dwight out there and he throws a couple body shots right from the beginning of the game, and then you bring Markeith Morris in there, once Jokic's hands are down and once he's a little uncomfortable and once the Nuggets uh, collectively are uncomfortable, then that means you can start throwing those haymakers at a more wide open head. And, and I think that's what you, that, that's how I would approach this if I was vocal. Yeah, I would agree with that because as we saw in game one, when Dwight came in and, uh, or, uh, yeah, what, was it game one? No, it might've been game two when uh, he really frustrated Jokic. And you just, and I just think that that's what you, what you're going to need if you're going to one, get, get, you know, a, a, a foot back into this, not necessarily back because they're up two to one. But like to get a stranglehold back on this series is get back to where what where you were the best in games one and two. And I think that was getting Dwight heavy minutes and frustrating Jokic. So 
I would 100% agree with that. The last thing I will, um, right before we let you go, is did you see Jamal Murray kind of swag towards the end after that big three that he hit? And uh, do you think he might uh, might have woken a sleeping giant? Um, I don't. I don't think the the sleeping giant thing. I, I'll, I'll believe it. Like that's what we saw. That's what we thought with LeBron when uh, Jamal Murray elbowed him in the jaw. Right. Uh-huh. Yeah. Like everybody true. on Twitter was like, "Oh, that's it." Yeah. That's it. LeBron's going to punch back. And it's like, eh, he had yeah. that fourth quarter run, but eh, you know, I think that was more uh, the, the, the Nuggets taking their foot off the gas because they aren't used to having big leads. Right. Uh, I, I think, I think what that, what that kind of indicated to me was that was a player who has obviously come into his own over the course of uh, these entire playoffs. Yes. He hit a couple insane shots, you know, both of the shots that he hit, uh, whether it was the first step back on Caruso and then the 35 foot step back that he hit a little bit later. Like both of those are shots that you just kind of have to say, you, you tip your cap and you say, yep. you know what, if that's how we lose, we lose. But uh, if, if that's what it takes for him to, to start kind of feeling himself and start swagging out out there, I, I think he's fully in his own right to do so. And it's on the Lakers. Like, this is how I always feel about all of the sports. If you don't want players to, to bat drop after a homer, well, yeah. then don't throw up the meatball that, that allows them to hit a 450-foot homer. If you don't yeah. want Jamal Murray to, to, to dance and stuff out there, then, then don't let him dance. And, and I, think, I think there's plenty of other bulletin, material, bulletin board material that the Lakers gave themselves with how poorly they played. Than that, you know, than to have to rely on Jamal Murray dancing a little bit. Yeah, I would agree with that. Well, Anthony, uh, sorry about the skunk incident. Hope uh, hope things are a little less skunky this morning for you. Um, hopefully, you can get Avery to see. Oh, I forgot to ask you, how is Avery doing, by the way? You know, she still hasn't fallen down or fallen asleep for her nap. So it might just be one of those days where she falls asleep at like five o'clock this evening. Okay. (laughs) but beyond that though she's she's uh she's growing like crazy man she's she's growing like a a weed it's it's wild to watch her grow day by day and uh you know walk around our house now it's it's pretty crazy well hey man i appreciate you coming on um stay safe uh hopefully we can uh hopefully we can revel in a lakers win on thursday i finally will have work off so i'll be able to watch that game from start to finish so uh i'm hoping they can get the dub that would be nice but uh Anthony, take it easy. I appreciate you, man. Thanks for having me on, man. Talk to you soon. All right.